it's the, also these people who are like, I know myself, I'm bad at relationships, I can't do it. And they like pretend to have this kind of self-knowledge, but they really just use it to excuse bad behavior. I told you that I couldn't do a relationship. It's like, well, then get your dick out of me, dude. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Hi, I'm Dahlia. I'm not your therapist, but I am a dating coach, a matchmaker, and your new best friend when your real best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. So let's have it. Hello, welcome. If you are interested in coaching, please reach out to notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com, rate and review and share this podcast. And you can also follow us on Instagram, notyourtherapistpodcast on Instagram, and you can DM us there with your listener questions. Been getting more of those, which has been exciting. And I just see so many of the same ones kind of come in. So I want everyone to hear what everybody else needs help with because it's not that different than probably you. So one that I've been getting a lot lately is we made a date um, online on a dating app and it's day of the date and I haven't spoken to this person for a couple days and I haven't heard what should I do? Should I assume the date is canceled or should I reach out? I say reach out. Before you actually go on the date, you can't take anything personally. So if they haven't reached out, it's not because they all of a sudden decided they didn't like you. They may be slightly flaky, which isn't a great sign, but it's okay for now. Before they meet you, they have no reason to really put in the effort. And yes, what I love if everyone was just so reliable and so great and so already indebted to the person they haven't even met yet. Yes, I would love that, but that's not the case. Unfortunately, nothing is real on the dating app, so no one is really thinking of each other as real people until they have met in person. Once they've met you, they can be in love with you and they'll never do this to you again. But for now, I say, if you haven't met yet and you were supposed to have a date, reach out, say, hey, are we still on for tonight? I'm looking forward to meeting you. It's You don't want it to be, one of the people I was coaching about this was like, okay, so should I say, hey, did you still want to meet me tonight? And I just don't come at it from a place of already being defeated and sad. Come at it from a place of assuming, yes, you are going to see them, assuming they're excited about it, you're excited about it, and you're just reminding them that they need to pick a place or a time or confirm. So, hi, are we still on for tonight? Looking forward to it is a great thing to say. And then... If for some reason they don't respond or they say, oh my gosh, no, I totally forgot. Sorry. This is where you have the power to take it into your own hands and don't just be sad that you don't have a date for the night and you thought you did. Go back on the app, get another date for that night or decide to go out with a friend and give out your phone number or decide to go out by yourself and give out your phone number. I like to say to think of it as if you owned your own business and a client canceled, you would have to do something to make the money back, whether it's putting more time into your marketing, your networking, whatever it is, make up for that lost time. So if you had a date and they canceled, take it as a gift, take yourself on a date, go out on a date with a friend or go scramble and find another date. It could be whimsical. It could be fun. Could have you meet someone you wouldn't have otherwise just because they were available tonight. So reach out throw them a bone. They get a bone before they've met you. There can't be anything taken personally. And then if it doesn't work out, make up for the lost time with something else fun to do and some other way to meet people. Those are my thoughts on that. Go out there and have fun. Hello, I am here with a beautiful 26-year-old woman identifying person. Hello. Uh, How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm, yeah. Pretty good. Can't complain. 
And you are currently in New Jersey, although you normally live in Los Angeles. Yeah, my family but, lives here in New Jersey. And so you're visiting and working mm-hmm. from there and how nice. Yeah. Uh, so tell me, what's like going on? Why are you single? What's the dealio? We've talked um, a little before, but let's get into it. Yeah. All right. What a loaded question. Um, I don't know why. I don't really know why I'm single. I mean, I also, well, okay. Yeah, I do know because I don't try to go on dates at all. I was actually, we had talked about this a little bit about this, but there's more information to the story. So I was dating some guy, uh, for almost a little over a year on, but like on and off and never exclusive. Um, and then, you know, I thought I was okay with that. Cause I wasn't really sure if I wanted to be in a relationship cause I had gotten out of one not too, too long ago. Um, so I thought I was okay with that. And then of course, as the story goes, I feel like, you know, you start spending a lot of time with someone and seeing them and sleeping with them and all these things. So I started to develop feelings. I think he kind of started to develop feelings too, but he was very clear that he did not want a relationship and did not want to be exclusive. Um, at some point, you know, I kind of realized that I thought I was okay with that, but I kind of wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a couple jerky things that I was like, okay, I'm just wasting my time. Um, I kind of, um, I, I, so I, I cut, cut it off and we hadn't spoken in like a couple months or so. And then <laughs> I don't know if I should, I guess I'll just go into it. We'll share. Go for it. Okay. Sure. So after like a, a month or two of just no communication, cutting it off, um, I kind of reached out and was like, uh, Hey, you know, I think it would be okay if we could start, cause we're also next door neighbors and we work together. I know. Damn. <laughs> like to get right in there. I like this though, because honestly, a lot of times people will say to me, you know, I don't want to date people I work with. And while I agree that that can get messy and I'm sure we're about to hear how, mm-hmm. um, I also like, there's some old timey statistic, but I assume it's still true. That's like 60% of couples meet in the workplace. Cause I'm like, honestly, if you're an adult, like how many recreational kickball leagues can you join? Like you have exactly. to meet people in your immediate surroundings. Like that's where we have access to people. That's the people we see on the day to day. That's the place where we have context for people. So it makes sense. And I, while it can end weirdly, mm-hmm. it can also end really well. So you kind of got to take your chances. I think. Yeah. So it definitely ended weirdly. So as we continue this story, um, so after about a month or two of totally avoiding each other, no contact, I was like, hey, you know, I think I'm ready to start being friendly again. Like, let's be friends. Was it Um, awkward to be at work and be neighbors and totally avoid each other? um, A little bit, but to be on, luckily we don't, we work together for the same company, but we don't actually work together on a day-to-day basis. So there's really no reason we're, we're on separate sides of the office. There's not really any reason for us to be talking. Um, Can I ask, just to get a little background, sure. how you initially connected, like how that happened, or do you know? Um, we were at a work event, and we were drinking, and we started making out, but like, but like after we had left the said work event, That's obviously. Good. Strong choice, strong choice. Yeah, yes. no, obviously we, obviously we didn't, a couple, I think, mutual friends like knew this was going on, but, um, obviously we did not broadcast it at work. It was very much like a don't ask, don't tell situation. (laughs) And then you found out that you were neighbors or. Well, so he lit, he lived in sort of my neighborhood and then in within like six months or so, he actually moved creepily close to me and then moved like one block away from me. 
All right, dude. All right, I don't think that was on purpose, though. <laughs> Probably not, but quite coincidental, I would yeah. say. So it was convenient. That's the thing. That's the thing is that even though it wasn't really what I wanted, it was very comfortable and very convenient. Yeah, of um, course. We so, all, none of us, want to actually try. So if it's next door to you and at your workplace, hey. Mm -hmm. um, did other people at your work know that this was going on? Um, a couple of my close, like, I, I don't consider co all coworkers your friends, but I totally. have one or two co people that I work with that I do actually consider close friends. They knew it was going on. Um, and I think probably the same for him. He has a couple close friends that he hangs out with outside of work that are coworkers. They probably knew it was going on. Um, but as far as like anyone, out, you know, anyone outside of our, like our little friendship circles at work, I don't really think so. Maybe they could have assumed, but yeah. And it wasn't like against the rules or anything. It just wasn't. Well, no, cause we don't, we don't really work together together. He's not my boss. I'm not his boss. Um, yeah, so totally normal and fine. Okay. So you took some space for a month, no talking. Then you were like, okay, I think I'm ready to talk again. Yeah. And so all throughout this time, um, throughout the past year, there were definitely moments where I'd be like, Hey, like I have feeling, I have more feelings here. I kind of want more. And he was like, well, you know, I've always been honest with you. Like I have my own shit going on. Like I'm not ready for a relationship. I can be really selfish in relationships. I'm not good in relationships. Like I have my own issues that I really need to figure out. So I'm not doing relationships right now. So he was always How very honest. Is this person? <laughs> 32. And you're 26. And I'm 26. Okay, cool. He's a very, he's very immature. A young 32. A young, a young hopping 32. Um, so, so then after, so we hadn't talked for like two months and then I was like, you know, I think we should try to be friendly again. Like, let's catch up. Um, so he was like, oh, uh, well, I was just going to go home and like make dinner. You want to come over for dinner and stuff? And I was like, yeah, sure. Great. So I came over, we were making dinner and he had told me, so now as we're like hanging out, catching up, you know, I had been dealing with some family stuff with my parents was confiding in him about that. And he was like, um, so actually I need to tell you something. Now I have a girlfriend mm -hmm. and I was like, um, excuse me. <laughs> so in the past two months that I hadn't seen him, he had been traveling a lot back to his hometown to go to a couple weddings. He had like a couple weddings back to back. And he was like, you know, this is this girl that I've known from home. We always kind of, I always kind of had a thing for her, but, and she was my date to these weddings. And so, um, I told her I loved her and she's my girlfriend now. And I'm like, okay, well, like this is a huge blow to my ego and like this sucks hearing this, but like, okay, happy for you, question mark. So but in a long distance relationship now? So he was, yeah, he was in a long distance relationship. Okay. Um, but, but then I also, I prefaced it with like, look, he's like, but I'm so unsure about it. I don't know. She's not like as funny as you. She's not like as... Um, you know, like, she's not as funny as you, like, the sex is better with you, like, I don't know what I'm doing, and I was like, I'm gonna be honest with you, I think you're just, like, unhappy in LA, and, like, you were in your hometown, and you were with this girl, it's familiar, it's comfortable, you're all, dre you're dressed up at weddings, like, it's very right. easy to it's get along, fun, and be it's romantic, yeah, right, so I was like, each other, you're not really there, also, for someone who's afraid of relationships, and knows that he's bad at relationships, of course, a long-distance relationship is super appealing, especially because if it doesn't work out, not your fault, it was long-distance, long-distance is hard, like, there's so many reasons other than yourself having to take responsibility when you choose to be with someone who is kind of not a, available, not around. Yeah. So, I mean, that, so that like, 
but it still really upset me and really hurt me hearing that because I was like, this is a huge blow to my ego. But I also just say, I was like, look, I think you, you probably really care about this girl and maybe you guys could be in a relationship, but like, you're not in love with her. You went to three weddings with her and she doesn't even live here. Like, what do you, how are you going to build a relationship on that? Like, what are you doing? Cause, um, you know, we're, we had a romantic relationship, but like, we were always still friends. Like, I think he respects my opinion. So I was, it was kind of hard to play both sides in that yeah, sense. Interesting. But, um, so we had that conversation, but meanwhile, he keeps saying like, oh, but like, I, I, I'm so unsure. Like I, I miss you. Like things are better with you. And I'm just like, this is fucking weird. And also and meanwhile, not to say that men and women can't be friends because they can, mm-hmm. but if I were in a long distance relationship, and my boyfriend invited a girl he used to sleep with and still works with and still lives next to over for dinner at his house. Oh, dinner and wine. Dinner and wine. I think I would not be comfortable with that. Like it'd be one thing, let's grab a drink, let's grab coffee after work. But to invite you in almost as if to kind of tempt himself and sabotage his situation. Oh, wait, it gets gets worse, Elliot. It gets worse. Oh, great. Okay. (laughs) Um, So... So then, so I'm like, so, I mean, I was like crying. I was obviously very, like, it was very emotional, but confusing because he's saying one thing that he loves this girl. And on the other hand is like saying how much he misses me. And it's actually better being with, it's so confusing. And so then I was like, okay, well this fucking sucks. Let's just like eat dinner. And so then, um, so then she texts him and like text breaks up with him and is like, while you're there for dinner, while I'm there. And so, um, so she, she's like, Hey, like me, I'm trying to th- think also too. So she had, so they had had a couple like, yeah, he was there for weddings in her, in her hometown or in his hometown, I guess, same hometown. And then she had just visited him in LA this, that past weekend. And I guess that's when they kind of, it was like snap back to reality. Like she's coming to his actual place where he lives and, you know, he's not happy there. Things aren't the same. It's not as magical as being at a wedding. So she was actually just there the day before. And I guess things didn't go well when she was in LA. Um, So then she texted him while I was sitting there and was like, Hey, you know, I think I'm just going to like release you from this boyfriend, girlfriend title, like still friends, but like, I don't know. It's weird. And so he's like, oh, well, fuck. Like, I guess I just got dumped. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I was like, I think you should maybe go call her or something. Like, I was trying, at that point, trying to be a supportive friend. I'm like, okay, I think you should, like, go talk to her or call her or, like, like you know what I mean? You don't just break yeah. up with people via text message. That's these days. Come on, right. people. No, no, I know, I know. We're trying to be better than that. Come on now. Yeah, I know. So he's, because at first he's like, oh, well, fuck. If that's all it took for her to dump me, like, yeah. shit. I mean, it honestly sounds like a very junior high kind of like, now we're boyfriend, girlfriend, and now we're not, which isn't surprising considering they're from the same hometown, grew up together. It makes sense Mm -hmm. that their relationship is a little bit like regressed, like a little bit young, you know? Yeah, that would make sense. So, so I was like, okay, I think you should like call her. This is not normal to break up with people via text message (laughs) these days at our age, especially. Yeah. And so, so he goes into his bedroom to call her. So I'm just like sitting there like playing wordscapes on my phone (laughs) you're such a good sport (laughs) well so my mom was like you should have left like why yeah i don't know why you even stayed for dinner but i guess well no when we like someone we do stupid things and obviously you still harbored some feelings for him of course yeah Yeah. and and also i didn't know how long this phone conversation was gonna go so i'm just i thought it could be 10 minutes i'm just sitting there playing wordscapes on my phone he comes back after like 40 minutes i had noticed gone by 
And I was like, okay, like, is everything all right? Like, do you still have a girlfriend? Like, what is going on? And he was like, yeah, no, I guess I do still have a girlfriend. We're both just like unsure, but like, I have a girlfriend. I'm like, okay, like, let's just eat dinner. Let's just watch TV and then I will go home. Also, why did he even fight for this person who just tried to break up with him over text who he didn't have a good time with anyway? Like, I have no idea. (laughs) Dude, I don't know. It makes no sense. Um, so, so then like we we go to sit to eat dinner, we put on black mirror and we're like, whatever. But as soon as we sit down, he starts cuddling me. And wow. then all of a sudden we start hooking up and then I sleep over, so, which like this escalated very fast. Yeah. And so then the, ne- so like that happened, I guess. And then the next morning he's like, crying so upset like but it just like so the next morning I'm reeling because I'm just so confused of like what the fuck just happened like you had a girlfriend you didn't have a girlfriend you missed me but also you have this like it was so was there ever a moment when the hooking up started where you were like wait a minute you have a girlfriend or like what are we doing or were you just kind of like going with it. Um, there was a moment where I was like, mm, should we not do this? And he's like, mm, yeah, like bad idea. Right. I was like, it was just kind of like, yeah, but, yeah, we but we're already to. doing it. Yeah. So yeah. 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 It's hard so, when you like someone totally. Well, when you like, and I think the one thing we actually had all, cause like even on paper and like, we don't have much in common other than the fact that like we work together and that we um, live close to each other. Like we're not very similar people. We like the only thing we really have in common is like, we're both so attracted to each other. Like there's a lot of That's like passion. pretty much all you need. Is it? <laughs> You're attracted to each other. You both breathe and are people. I assume you both like food and alcohol. I think mm-hmm. that's enough. I don't generally think people need to go together on paper or have a lot in common other than like a couple main things they can bond over, like food, sex, uh, that'll, that'll do it. Yeah. I mean, okay. I generally think it's okay. Well, if that's the case, then yeah, we bond over those things. Uh Um, So the next, so basically the next morning I'm like reeling and, and just feeling so confused and used and like, and he was crying and but seemed to only care about the fact that he ruined this relationship not about the fact that like he also kind of like used me and took advantage of the situation and kind of like like I'm very confused and feeling like hurt and used and like he didn't really seem to care about that he just cared about the fact that like he fucked up with this girl Mm -hmm. um so even like the next morning he's like he's like crying and like all in his bed and I'm I'm the one who is still hurt but like I'm still like doing so much to be so nice to him and being like it's okay it's okay like hugging him and like being there for him um so then I like I left I saw him at work um I eventually texted him later on in the day and was like okay like we need to talk about this because what the fuck so I drove him home from work after that day and was kind of like, just like looking for like, like, why did you do that? Like, or did you use me? Like what was like, I, I also kind of thought too, it's like, all right, well then you're going to break up with your girlfriend, right? Like right. what? Right. Why are we, why? Like, yeah. Like, don't you want to be with me? Like I'm right in front of you, like being so nice to you and supportive of you. And like, I'm, I'm the one that's here and you're overlooking that to like be with her, but like, you don't really seem to want to be with her. Cause you just cheated on her after being on the phone with her. Like you literally were on the phone with her you hung up, you walked into the next room and cheated on her. Like, okay. 
And, and but I didn't really get any answer from him. I just kind of got like, like he seemed to really only care about like how this was affecting him. So that really fucking sucked and really hurt me. Um, but then I just kind of was like, okay, well, I mean, I, I'm saying it in simple terms that like, I was just like, oh, okay, well this person fucking sucks and I don't want to be with them. So I should move on. And obviously it wasn't like that. It really, really hurt me and really broke my heart. And you know, it took a couple of weeks to kind of move on. And it helped that I came home to New Jersey and I was with my family. We went on a family vacation, whatever. And then, no. and then I get, so I was on vacation with my family last week. Um, and I get a text from him being like, Hey, when you come back from vacation after having, I, this happened maybe, um, like, so I hadn't heard from him in, in weeks, maybe even a month. Hey, when do you, after that was the last interaction we had and he's like, Hey, when do you come back from vacation? And I was like, um, vacation and Sunday, but I'm actually spending a, there's some family shit going on, which mm -hmm. is why I'm still in New Jersey. And I'm like, I'm actually going to spend a couple weeks in New Jersey, uh, you know, dealing with some family stuff. And he was like, Oh wow. Like if you need anything, like I'm here for you. Like, like, you know, if you ever want to talk, like, and I literally, this is what I, I said. I was like, I don't think I want to be friends though. So like, I'm, pretty done and he never responded to me or anything and that is my saga and that is why I'm single well I don't know I mean that's just the most recent like quote-unquote relationship that I've had but then I think that lasted so long and ended so badly at a head just because I was willing to settle for something that was easy and convenient and I don't like seek out much past that. Like I, I don't really go on other dates. I don't really use the apps. So I just kind of like was settling for something that was convenient and easy, but I wasn't really getting what I needed from it. All right. I'll uh, let you do that now. That's my story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you seem to be pretty clear on what happened. The question would be, I mean, it's not really a question, right? Because like we've all done it where it's just like, I like this person and I'm just going to keep believing that if I'm cool and I'm nice and I'm supportive and I'm here, they're eventually going to figure out that they should be with me. And for whatever reason, that is not the case. Um, I do think it happens a lot where with some of my clients, it'll be like, I don't understand. I, I was there. I was supportive. I was nice. I was everything perfect that a girlfriend could be. Mm -hmm. And then he dumped me or ghosted me or broke up with me or whatever and ended up dating this someone who's kind of immature, younger, lives in your hometown, isn't even living near you. Well, like, I also, I, I don't want to judge this girl. I don't right, know her. Course, you don't know. And like, I'm also very sorry that I did that to her, but um, yeah, I don't know anything about her to be honest. So I don't want to like. No, of course. But I mean, I think it is, it is a common kind of thing where there's someone right there who's being great and supportive and kind and everything else. Mm -hmm. And then this person will still choose someone. Like you hear a lot where it's like, you know, I have a client who's like, I'm a successful businesswoman and I have my shit together and this and that. And then guys will break up with her for a woman who needs more kind of like taking care of and coddling and a woman who maybe doesn't have her shit as much together. And I'm not sure what that is, except that I think part of it comes from people being insecure about where, like he's a young 32. He's obviously has his own issues. You would be the obvious choice. You're there, you're available, you're supportive, you're kind, you're funny, the sex is good. It all makes sense. He's obviously afraid of intimacy. 
and doesn't like being with someone who can actually kind of see him for who he is, it's much easier to date someone who is far away or, you know, doesn't see all of his flaws or, you know, in the case of some of these guys, they prefer to date someone that they can feel quote better than that. They're like, Oh, she needs me. Right. That's not to say like, Oh, you have to start needing the guys, but it is an interesting thing where it kind of speaks to this masculine energy in them where they want to be with someone who kind of needs them and, you know, isn't like, I see you, I get you, I know who you are, like, and you're not going to get away with shit. But they sometimes, these younger guys who aren't really ready for a relationship will gravitate towards a woman who isn't really going to ask much more of them, you know? And yeah, no, that's actually so interesting. This is putting a lot of clarity because I've I've been racking my I mean on one hand I'm like all right well he was always honest he didn't want to be with me from the beginning totally but at the same time I I know I know there was feelings there I know it was complicated but like why would you, yeah I, I've been racking my brain around like why he would pick someone else but also not really because he immediately cheated obviously this is not someone that at the end of the day that you want to pick you because you've seen his behavior and if right. he'll do this with her he'll do it with you so right. well that's why after that happened yeah. i was just like okay well now i can never date you because you cheat on your girlfriends and right. yeah no it's sad but then yeah, the fact yeah. that a month later he's reaching out like looking for where i went and it's like Dude, it does not work like that. Like I don't well, know. That's so obvious. He has some nerve to reach out after that. Absolutely. But he, I mean, to be fair, every time he's come after you, you've responded and been there. So he probably expected that to happen again. Yeah. And also like, that's just very classic and expected of someone with his history, at least with you, is that like, oh, you disappeared. Now he wants you. You know, now yeah. he's like, where is she? All of a sudden you're unavailable. And so he's like, oh, I want that shiny object that I can't have. Yeah. And he misses you and misses the convenience, obviously, and like kind of expected you to continue being there and you're just not going to do it anymore. Yeah. So what's the game plan for when you get back and you still are neighbors and work together? I don't know. I I, I don't know. I I'm luckily... I'm going to be in New Jersey for a couple weeks, mm -hmm. so I'm just procrastinating, thinking about I don't know. I have no idea what the game plan is. Ignore him. Like, I don't know. Well, I think it was smart to get yourself out of that situation because obviously you were very enmeshed and it's really hard when well, we have to see someone regularly. Yeah. Well, I was asking, I, I asked my brother this, I was, and then I asked my actual therapist this. I was like, you know, he was being nice and saying like, oh, I'll, I, I'll be there for you, like blah, blah. But like, it was right for me to just cut it off, right? Like there Absolutely. was- Absolutely. Oh, oh, I forgot to say something too. In that texting conversation, he also, cause he, he was like, oh, well, like, I'm sorry. Like, if you need anything, like, let me know. And I was like, and then I was like, why are you reaching out to me? He's like, I don't know. Like I was thinking about you. I'm sorry. And I was like, well, if you still have a girlfriend, I don't think you should be talking to me. And he said, it's over. So like- Okay. Relationship ended and now it's like- coming back to me. That was a, a fact I forgot yes. to throw in there. I mean, no surprise there. We knew they were not going to last. Yeah. Um, but now we'll never know, like, when he goes home, does he see her? Is he still thinking of her? Like, right. this guy is, has shown that he's not trustworthy. Obviously, he wanted to reach out because he was missing you and hadn't seen you and missed the attention and whatever. And I'm sure, like you said, I'm sure he does have feelings for you. 
but he's also not ready to have real feelings for someone. He yeah. obviously needs to do a lot of work on himself. I hope he's in therapy. Probably not, but, but we can hope. He, he just isn't in a place where he can really appreciate it or allow himself to have feelings for someone who might challenge him and actually hold him to something and see him for who he is. And he's not going to be able to just get away with shit. Yeah. That's a good point. Handle it at all. So when you get back, I mean, it's going to be tough. I think you got to stick to the cold turkey because obviously give an inch, he takes a mile. Yeah. And it's hard when you're into someone and they come back after you and they're going to make promises or be like, I want to be here for you. Or like, we can just hang out as friends. Like he doesn't get to be your friend. This is something that happens a lot too, where like women will get slighted by a man or vice versa. And then the person is like, but I still really appreciate you as a friend and would love to keep you in my life. And what they mean is like, it bolsters my ego to have you in my life because I know that you have this unrequited feeling for me with him. Additionally, at this point, he could knows he can kind of sleep with you whenever he wants. Right. And, you know, we don't all have, at least fresh out of something, we don't all have the strength to say no yeah. to someone that we're attracted to and into and that we're still hopeful something could change. So I think you got to go real cold turkey. Is there any possibility of you moving? Just to shake things up. You know, that's not off the table, to be honest. I, yeah, it, there's an option of that. I would definitely say whether it's me, there's an option of me switching jobs, to be perfectly honest. I haven't been, haven't been happy at work for a long time to begin with. So I think that's long overdue. And not that I would switch jobs because of this, but I've been home for a couple of weeks. I'm rethinking my whole life. I'm reevaluating things. Mm-hmm. Switching jobs is definitely on the table. Moving is definitely on the table. Moving to New York is definitely on the table. I love New York. Because, um, you know, my family's here in New Jersey. Uh, I'm home right now for a couple of weeks be- dealing with a lot of family shit. It might just be the right thing for right now to be closer. So, yeah, everything's up in the air of what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. But um, if – if none of the, if I don't move to New York or anything and I stay in LA, um, high probability at the very least, I'm going to be trying to switch jobs. Um, I don't know. My apartment's rent controlled. I don't know if I can do I that. Know. It's tough. But I yeah. do think like, I hate the idea of like, you have to change up your whole life because of this person. But mm-hmm. I also know I've been in situations myself where I was dating someone at work. It got really bad. It ended. I tried to keep working there it was just too hard and I had to transfer to a different location. Like I, you know, we have to take care of ourselves in these situations and we have to recognize if we're in a situation that will not allow us to take care of ourselves. Like I wouldn't be able to resist knowing I live next door to the person. Like generally when people break up or something doesn't work out, I'm like, you got to go cold turkey. You just got to go cold turkey. It's the only way. Like trying to be friends with this person is pointless. They don't deserve you as a friend. Being your friend is a gift. So you should not allow them that. And you're so understanding and supportive, far beyond what you need to be. And sometimes we need the strength of actual physical distance and not being around the person all the time. Like it's one thing that you work with him. The fact that you're also his neighbor, it's like one of those things has got to change. I would say the neighbor thing to me is almost worse because 
that's when you're at home, you're relaxing, you have a glass of wine. It's just so easy. Want to come over, share some wine. Oh, we're in bed together again. It's just the whole cycle. And I wish I could say like, maybe this time apart made him realize how he feels about you, but he just sounds like someone who no matter what, he's going to want the thing he can't have or isn't supposed to have or shouldn't have. He's one of those people who needs to feel like he's being bad or like he's doing something wrong or like he just, it's the, also these people who are like, I know myself, I'm bad at relationships. I can't do it. And they like pretend to have this kind of self-knowledge, but they really just use it to excuse bad behavior. With yeah. Like, I told you that I couldn't do a relationship. It's like, well then get your dick out of me, dude. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, if you I know, he, he always tried to make it like, oh, well we're both, using each other kind of, you know, but it, it was never really. No. I mean, we may start out feeling that way, but sex produces chemicals that are bonding chemicals. And also beyond that, if you're regularly sleeping with someone and enjoying their company, like that's called having feelings for someone. I don't know where we came up with this idea. I mean, yes, there can be a separation. You can sleep with someone you don't have feelings for, of course, but if it's over the course of a year, yeah, there's feelings there. Like, well, and over the course of the year, that's what I was trying to like get through his head. I'm like, dude, like, we are dating. Like, we are in a relationship, whether yeah. you say it is or not. It's like we go on dates. Like, you take me out to dinner, and we do like the whole let's get dressed up and go out thing. We also hang out just casually at home, watch TV. We see each other at work. We get lunch. We do whatever. We talk all day long. And we sleep together. Like, yeah. that's relationship. That's right, why that's I, called a relationship. Like, he's he would be like, yeah, no, I don't know. Well, that's what I would try to explain. I was like, dude, like, it's actually not different from exactly what we're doing. But you're just giving yourself this out where then you can go off and be a dick for two weeks and be like, oh, well. We're not dating. Different. Yeah. And it's like, okay. I mean, I know. And I let it go on for too long because I was – it was comfortable. It was easy. And I'm not good at putting myself out there at all. So like part of it's on me in that I let it go on for too long. Someone was treating me in a way that was not a hundred percent what I wanted. And it took me a while to figure that out, but I should have cut it off a long time ago. You should have, but you can also forgive yourself because you had feelings for him and it's not that easy to cut something off when we're hopeful that it will eventually turn into the thing we want. And you sometimes have to go through these things of not being treated the way you deserve to really understand how you deserve to be treated. And I promise you won't do this again, you know, but you maybe had to go through this. And if this is what leads you to New York and that's where you meet the love of your life or get a great job or find new friends or find yourself, like then it was all worth it. You know what I mean? Or if you just learned some sort of lesson here, which is, if someone tells you at the beginning, I can't do relationships, I'm bad at this, and then sticks their dick in you, mm, probably they're not the right person for you, you know, yeah. then you can move on. But I don't think you should beat yourself up about it. And I also think moving forward, I think you should grant yourself the gift of saying, you had a boyfriend for a year. He was, you were in a relationship for a year because you didn't go outside of it. You didn't date other people. Yeah, but I think you went outside of it. I mean, people cheat in relationships all the time and still call it a relationship. So I I think- We were never exclusive. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even though I didn't really go outside of it or date other people, like he was 
very honest that he would sometimes go on dates with other people. So like I knew that. I just want you to get away from uh, feeling stupid feeling or bad. like this wasn't a thing and like invalid right. in yeah and feeling yeah. like i'm so dumb i slept with a guy for a year and he never called it a relationship he doesn't have to grant you that you know what i mean like you can grant that to yourself and you can own it and be like i was in a relationship he was a shitty boyfriend yeah but he was my boyfriend like in your mind he was he you didn't date other people you had feelings for him you guys went on dates like you did way more than some people who are in legit what they call relationships do all the time that's true somewhat unwillingly open relationship you know but i just think to get moving forward to not kind of have these bad feelings towards yourself or to not feel like that was a year of your life wasted because i really don't believe in that especially at your age like you're very young and Mm -hmm. the experiences that kind of like show us who we are and what we want so they're important to have I mean, he's 32, it's his excuse, but you know. Yeah, true. Um, (laughs) uh, But I think you should give yourself that, you know? I think you should be like, I was in kind of a shitty relationship for a year, but I was in a relationship. And moving forward, you should not focus on like how stupid you were to let it go on for so long. You believe the best in a person, and that's a beautiful thing. You know, you kept believing what he said. You really liked him. You obviously have the ability to commit yourself. And yeah, if I was into someone who lived next door to me and I worked with, would I be going on a bunch of other dates for any reason other than to get revenge on them and hope they find out? No, I would not. I would also be doing the convenient thing. So you were in a situation that I think you can totally forgive yourself for and just feel like you learned the lesson you needed to learn and moving forward, you'll use it. I wouldn't want you moving forward to use it to like, distrust other people you know yeah that makes sense like you have to kind of see this for what it was this was this particular person even if there may be a few more guys that are like i can't do a relationship or make promises and then don't deliver like that's human beings and that'll happen and you have to be able to move forward and just see them as specific people it's not you being terrible it's not them speaking for all men when they're bad, you just have to keep having kind of a clean slate and being like, I learned a lesson. This is the lesson I learned. Now I know more about myself and I can move forward. Yeah, that's true. But you do it have to- It's not shitty, but it's true. Yeah. I mean, it. you might never see him again if you don't go back. Will you have to go back to move? I Yeah, I will. So, like my car is still in LA. Mm-hmm. My, I will at some point need to go back. Um, and I do want to go back. I don't think I want to just, I mean, even though moving to New York might be on the table, I don't know. I don't think I'd want to just like stay here and like, I mean, I, yeah, I need to go home and move and get my stuff and maybe be there for a couple of weeks to tie up some loose ends and things. But I don't know. I just, I don't get why. I mean, I, you kind of touched on it. Mm-hmm. Why is he like this? Like, mm-hmm. I don't get how you can have such an amazing person like me. <laughs> In front of you and, and be, but I think it's what you said. He's afraid of actually having something real. Yeah, something real. I mean, you would see him for who he is, hold him to his shit. It's, you know, all relationships are like a bizarre combination of chemistry and timing. You guys obviously had the chemistry. The timing yeah. wasn't right because he 
is not mature enough, doesn't know himself, hasn't done the work on himself, may never do the work on himself, but will probably hit a certain age where he's like, oh, I should be getting married and having kids because everyone else I know is. And then he'll like pick the next person who comes along who doesn't threaten him too much. Like he obviously has some intimacy issues, some commitment issues, and some insecurity to prefer someone who can't actually see him in real life to someone who's right there being his friend and being there for him and wanting to be present with him and see him for all of his flaws. Like this is not a you problem. This is a him problem and it's timing and it's just, yeah, him being threatened by a person who actually wants to see him for who he is. Like it's much easier to be with someone who's just going to kind of go along with things and not challenge you or not even live in the same state as you than it is to be with someone who's right there. Like, I, I got your number. I see you, you know? Yeah. I mean, true. my general MO is if someone doesn't want you or ghost you or, you know, disappoints you, even if it's not true, it would behoove you to assume you were too good for them and they figured it out. I know, but if it's not true, I have a hard time. It is true. I mean, in this case, it obviously is true. And I would say most- Or maybe he just didn't like me. Like I wasn't, I see, I keep going back to, I wasn't good enough. I wasn't enough. So I've kept putting in so much more. And as a result, not like filling myself because I was always filling him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It just left me feeling like shitty and empty. But I kept going back to like, oh, it must be me. It must be me. I'm not good enough. So I need to like give more. And then I had nothing left for myself, which was so shitty. But yeah. Well, and I think that's a fairly common mistake is as human beings, when someone doesn't want us, of course, we assume there must be something wrong with me. If I just do more, if I am better, if I text him less, if I buy him more gifts, if I need less, if I show up more, if I, you know, whatever it is that you think will do it. The person, and I know we intellectually know this and it's hard to emotionally know it, but the person that you want to be with is going to be someone that you don't have to do anything for, like that will like you more the more you do for yourself. You know what I mean? And I mean, I also think that's an important kind of thing to look at in yourself is like how you gave up yourself for him. That's something you have, you can't control another person, obviously. You can't control whether they like you, but you can control what you're putting into the relationship and whether or not it's helping you or hurting you. You know what I mean? Like from now on, if you catch yourself doing that, just stop. I mean, on a purely uh, shallow and manipulative level, guys respond better to a woman they have to chase. And I hate to say it, but it's true. And it's partially biological, so I can't even blame them. Yeah. It awakens their like hunter instinct. Whereas if they're, if you're like the dead antelope being dropped in their lap and they're a lion, this is my metaphor. (laughs) They don't want the meat that's already dead and being delivered to them. You know, they want, it makes them feel alive to have to go catch it and fight for it and work for it. And that's not to say you need to play games and not text them and not be into them. That is to say, don't just make yourself totally available. And like, I know I used to have a habit of, I'm like a, you know, the languages of love. Like I'm a person that likes to buy little gifts for people, little thoughtful gifts. Mm -hmm. I used to do that with the guys I was dating. And it just kind of turned me into this 
mother who was like begging her son to like her. You know what I mean? Like there's a very fine line that we cross over and become a mother to them and instantly become unsexy. Mm -hmm. And that's when we're too caretaking. Because actually we have it wrong. Men biologically are meant to be the nurturers because they're the ones who go out and get the food and bring it home. So they should be giving us gifts. Some people will not agree with this and that's fine. And when I say men, I'm obviously speaking about those with masculine energy, which is a whole other thing than like gender. Um, but though, those are the ones who want to be chasing the food, want to be bringing it home, want to be taking care of us. So kind of the moment we become their caretaker is the moment we lose our appeal to them. So yeah. I, don't think, I still don't think this guy was wanting a relationship or could handle someone who was actually going to be an equal partner. Mm-hmm. But I do think he, it sounds like this girl was a little, we don't know, but a little immature or a little unavailable or whatever. And that made him want her. You know what I mean? Yeah. And once you disappeared for a few weeks, he came after you. So again, not saying to play games at the beginning of a relationship, but this is a reason at the beginning of a relationship to hold on to yourself and to not bend over backwards and to not be buying gifts or being the best friend or whatever until they earn it. Until it's established that they have put in the work to get you, you should not be doing those things. Those things come later as a reward. Like once you're dating someone and they've shown how loyal they are and how much they love you, then like, yeah, of course, you're at the store, you think of them, you pick something up or they need you, they're having a tough emotional spot, you can be supportive, but they don't get that stuff before putting in the work to get you. Yeah, that's true. And it's like the more, our instinct is like, oh, they don't like me, let me do more, do more. But we need to be doing more for ourselves in that moment. Yeah. No, absolutely. That was a big mistake on my end. (laughs) But that's how we learn. I mean, we've all been there because it is like, as women, we want to be nurturers. We want to accommodate. We want to make someone comfortable. We want to make someone happy. He fucking got a text from his girlfriend while you were in his kitchen and you were like, oh, wait. I know. You know? And that's not to make you feel bad, but that's just like to say... Yeah, that's our instinct. And you will be a wonderful girlfriend to someone, obviously, but they have to earn that part of you. In the beginning, you should be taking care of yourself and your needs and speaking up for yourself. Yeah. And if you're not getting what you want, you should tell them. And if they still can't give it to you, you should move on. Right. Which is easier said than done, especially when they're your neighbor and your coworker. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) It's not easy. I'm not going to pretend it's easy. And I'm not going to pretend this won't happen to you a few more times in various ways. It probably will. You'll find yourself giving too much. I'd like to recommend a book while you're at home. It's called Getting to I Do by Dr. Pat Allen. It is very outdated. It was written in the 90s. It has some offensive gender stuff, but the general principle of the masculine and feminine energy and not becoming the mother and not giving too much and understanding that actually what the men want to be do is being the provider, nurturer, giver in the courtship process. This is not about money. Mm -hmm. Um, And it will just kind of, I think, highlight a little bit of what happened here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always looking for new books. So it really changed my life, this book, I have to say, because I had been such the nurturer up until that point of like, how can they pick a different girl? I brought them presents. I was so flexible. I was so cool. I was so understanding. And it's like, because I didn't 
challenge them at all. I didn't show them my worth at all. And I didn't say like, this is who I am and I'm sticking by it. Instead, I was just like, let me take care of you, which just instantly made them, made me their mother. Yeah. Because your mother loves you unconditionally. The girl that you're going for should not in the beginning. Once you've been together for like five years or whatever, still you should, there's standards. She's not your mother. So read that book. It's very interesting. While you're at home, let me know what you think. Um, And then I would say, you know, when you're ready, you will have to get back out there. And I think you've learned your lesson a little bit about convenience, which is, even though it's appealing, it's not everything. And yeah. you are going to, when you're ready, because I don't think you need to be in a rush and you're obviously still hurting from this a little bit and you're still in the phase of like, what could I have done differently? What did I do wrong? And you kind of need to get to the anger, fuck you phase, which is a very active and good phase of the, I didn't do anything wrong. He didn't deserve me and he knew it. That's the other thing I say to myself a lot or tell my clients to say it themselves is just tell them, tell yourself he knew you were too good. So he had to reject you and sabotage it before you could reject him. Because you were eventually going to find out the mess of a person that he is. Yeah. And he was eventually going to do that. Yeah. That's what's so silly is that like, on, like I said, on, not on paper, but even just like the kind of person he is, is not the person I would actually want to be my boyfriend. If I actually like take emotions out of it and just look at it like logically, I'm like, no, I don't, yes. I'm better than this. I don't need to be with this 32 year old man child. Like what? Right. So in this phase, it's very important to focus on those things. Yeah. Like if you need to make a list of all the things you hate about him and all the reasons why it will help you get over him because he already like, you know, he was seeing that one girl for however long and she came for the weekend and she immediately thought that he wasn't good for her or wasn't good for a relationship. Mm -hmm. So he probably lives in fear of people finding that out. And it's so much easier if you can keep your distance and not ever let someone find out because you reject them first. That's so much easier than like letting someone see you and be vulnerable and disappointing someone, which he inevitably would have done, which is not to say you have to be perfect to be in a relationship by any means, but you have to be willing to let someone see your imperfections. And he obviously did not want that. Yeah, that's true. He wanted so to maintain right. his status. So right? I'm so right. I'm just so right because I've made a lot of mistakes, man. <laughs> I've been there so many times, you know. But so maybe we'll talk again when you're more ready to actually get back out there. Okay. okay. I think you will have to. It's going to suck at first. I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to be hard. You're going to be like, oh, that was so easy and this is so annoying. And I just want to get to the part where we're sleeping together and laughing together and liking each other. But you're going to have to go through some like awkward dates with people that are not as exciting. That's the thing is I just, I don't want to do that. So. Well, you'll decide. I know. But your choice is like, keep just going for what's right around you and requires the least amount of work, but that's going to not yield <laughs> the best results all the time. Sometimes no, you could get lucky, but I most know. likely if you decide that a relationship with a loving partner is what you want, that's going to take some like going outside of your immediate local zone and into the scary world of strangers. Ah. And, 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 
being into, this is going to be a whole other lesson for you, learning to be into people who are into you. Because I have a feeling that even part of this, even though you intellectually knew it was a bad idea, it was the him not wanting you that also kept you there for a while of like, oh, well, let me sure. figure out what I can do to get him to like me. And, and, then, I'll, and then I'll feel good. And yeah. it's like, it's got to start to feel good to you to just have someone like you already. And that's going to be a whole other process of getting through your 20s. Yes. Yay. But so now, fun. Can't wait. That book. Okay. Focus on your family, your mental health, your physical health, your well-being. Keep your distance from this guy. Do you think you want to have some type of closure talk with him when you get back? I don't know. I don't know. I'm always open for a good closure talk, to be honest, even though like it's probably not always the best idea. I don't know. I have not put much thought into what's going to happen when I get back, which I know I probably should, Mm. but we'll see. I think you're okay. Focus on yourself right now. I would say when you get back, he's probably going to reach out again or you're going to cross paths somehow. And at that point, I would just want you to feel like you can take your power back a little bit and just be like, I will come to you when I'm ready to talk. I'm working on myself right now. Mm-hmm. And keep your distance until you can think of him. Well, hopefully you move or get a new job. Right. Something to really put physical distance between you two. And then you should be able to kind of think of him without all this emotion, or at least without the instinct of what did I do wrong? How can I win him? Right. That's a good point. You have to be able to think of him in terms of like, oh, fuck that guy. Got a good thing I got out of that. You know, it's got to be in that place before you'll really be ready to talk to him. And you might listen, you might fall back into it one or two more times. I'm not gonna. It happens to the best of us. I'm not going to roast you for that. eventually with these things, we have to make the mistake, 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 mistake again and again, but eventually we do get out and you will. I know you will. And it'll also help if you can meet some new people, but I know that that is a lot to think about right now. Yeah, for sure. So I would just focus on reading the book, taking care of yourself and getting mad. Okay. And just focusing on how this happened because he knew he wasn't good enough for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with you not being good enough for him. Nothing. Okay. I, w- I will take your word for it. I will okay. until I, I believe promise. it myself. He was a very lucky man. He was not ready for it. He couldn't handle it. And he didn't want to be the one to disappoint you. So he sabotaged it himself. True. Nothing to do with you. Go read that book. Okay. Take care of yourself. Okay. Thank you for talking with me. When are you going to post it? Um, probably next week. Okay, cool. I don't need to rehear all of this. Sometimes it can be good. I've had guests in the past who are like, I listened to my episode again. Like I have people who will be like, I listened to it multiple times to remind myself where I was or what I was going through or whatever. And they hear themselves months later or weeks later and they're like, wow, it, it can be interesting. Yeah, or even like l- listening to it as if it's like not me talking and then I can be like, yes. wow. You girl, can be like, wow, like that girl is that. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Thank you okay. so much for doing of this. Course, of course, of course, anytime. Just the tip, a dating tip. 
If you are having a hard time getting over someone, they disappointed you, they broke up with you, try and focus on all the negative things about them. It is our tendency to fantasize and put them on a pedestal and remember all the wonderful times, and that's beautiful. But those things will always be there, and those things will always come back. We will always remember those things. As human beings, we are much better actually at forgetting pain than we are at forgetting good times. And that's a good thing. That's a beautiful thing about us as humans. That's why we're able to have more than one child, etc., and continue living our lives even when we've been in pain. But in this case, it really helps to focus on the pain. I only say this for the beginning of getting over someone. My therapist once said to me, Anger is active. When you can be in an angry place, not angry at the rest of the world, but angry at that person for hurting you, treating you badly, not treating you the way you deserve, you can move on a lot more actively. So it's very easy to put someone on a pedestal, especially if we didn't actually get to have a fully realized relationship with them, if they disappeared after a few dates, if they slept with us for a year and never gave us any legitimacy or whatever it is, it's easy to fantasize about what a relationship with them would have been like and how great it would have been. But obviously it wouldn't have been because they hurt us and we got to find out sooner rather than later, hopefully, that they were not the right person for us and we're not going to treat us the way we deserve. So focus on the bad, make a list if you have to. Just keep going back to those fights, those disagreements, those things about that person that is not right for you rather than focusing all the, on all the ways in which they were. And do that until you can really think of them that way. And it'll take time. It's that combined with time. It's not going to happen overnight. You're still going to fantasize about how great they are and how much you miss them. But the more you can focus on the things you didn't like and take them off that pedestal and see them for who they really are, the easier and quicker time you will have moving on. So best of luck with that. Focus on the negative. That's probably the only time in my life I will tell you to do that. Remember to rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. Reach out to us, notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com if you're interested in coaching or have questions for me to answer on the podcast. Or if you would like to come on anonymously, that's something I'm going to be focusing on more going forward. I really want to be able to have these kind of more vulnerable conversations. So I would love to have you on and not tell people what your name is or who you are and talk about your life. Thank you to our anonymous guest today, who I will not name, but she was great and vulnerable and very open, and I'm very excited to see how her journey takes shape moving forward. Thank you to Josiah Thorngate, our new producer and sound editor, Christine Bartolucci, Melissa Gruen, and all of you for listening and making dating fun. (laughs) 